give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 25 of Metallicast, the Metallica podcast. I am your host and fellow Metallica fan. My name is Brandon. Now, I feel a little weird doing this episode and I will explain that in a moment. But first, uh, before I babble on, I want to introduce uh, my guest. If you if you have listened to this podcast before, you definitely know who he is. He has been on many times. He's one of my favorite guests. Mr. Richard S. He. Richard, welcome back to the show. Hey, I kind of feel like I've taken up residence in your basement. Brandon, so. <laughs> it's good to be back. I mean... You have definitely taken on a semi-permanent residence here at Metallicast. Um, we've had you on a bunch of times, including just two episodes ago, episode 23, when we talked about Ozzy Osbourne and Black Sabbath and all yeah. the ties uh, Metallica's had with them over the years. Um, and I usually do not have guests on again so soon. Um, in fact... I usually do not record episodes back-to-back just because of timing, and uh, I'm recording this on a Monday. Um, I just released episode 24 yesterday with Tommy Trink. Uh, Check it out if you've not had a chance to do so already. Good episode. Yeah, I read it. Thank you, sir. Um, We just, you know, there's a lot of seriousness in the world right now, a lot of crazy in the world, and we tried our best to make it entertaining um, by giving our top five non-Metallica songs about the apocalypse and our top five Metallica songs about the apocalypse. Speaking of which, before we really dive into things here, how's everything over there in Australia with all the crazy? Yeah, I mean, pretty stable. Not much happening, I feel like. Uh, you know, fingers crossed the curve gets flattened out. But we are all at home. I think it's like one step below quarantine. Yeah. So, you know, being so glad and exercise and stuff, but like everyone has cabin fever, so we're just coping how we can, I guess. Yeah, it's sort of the same where I am at in Connecticut, where we are stay at home, all essential businesses are closed. I mean, sorry, all non-essential businesses are closed. But, yeah. I mean, I can still go to the grocery store. I can still go to the liquor store. I can still go to the pharmacy. Yeah, the liquor store is essential in Connecticut. (laughs) Um, So needless to say, I'm eating all the food and drinking all the booze. Um, (laughs) Have you done any, like, holiday projects? uh, No, because most of my time has pretty much been uh, taking care of my daughter. (laughs) Yes, fair enough. Well, it's it's weird because I was on paternity leave already. And then all this happened. So I feel like I'm sort of continuing what I was doing, except now uh, my wife is home working and like my bubble has just grown even smaller because it's so much harder to get out and do things. And I mean, we've been trying to go for, you know, walks and stuff while we can. It's not like we are locked inside, but uh, obviously we got to be smart about it, especially with our daughter. But, you know. It, it's we are fortunate we our lives have not changed dramatically like i know they like i know other people's lives have changed very dramatically and uh you know i'm sure it, 
but at the end of all this, all of us will be affected in one way or another. Um, but you know, we'll we'll get through it. Fingers crossed it blows over sooner than later. Yes, I, it, the more it drags on, the harder it will be for everybody. But you know, I I do not want to just dismiss what is going on in the world. But this is not. Um, I also want to move on and um, entertain the Metallicast Militia, especially since um, I'm sort of. I'm. I, forgive me if I seem a little speechless at times. Uh, forgive me if I seem overly giddy or enthusiastic. Um, I'm sort of in complete disbelief that this is happening. Um, so before I get too far ahead of myself, I guess I should give you a little bit of backstory. So I said before, you know, normally I do not record episodes back to back, um, or have returning guests. So, uh, have guests return so quickly, so soon, because I like a variety of guests on the show as much as possible. But, um, I had to make an exception, uh, when Richard contacted me, um, and dropped this bombshell on me. Um, so for those of you who may not know, uh, among other things, Richard is a music journalist. Um, he's written for various publications, uh, billboard, noisy, um, any other ones you'd like to add on to the list? It's pretty long, I think, at this point. Uh, like Red Bull with the infamous St. Anger piece, which may have played into this current <laughs> yeah. situation. I've yeah. had some interesting like musician encounters, for sure. Yeah. Um, Please. Yeah, so uh, Richard wrote, uh, which is what brought put Richard on my radar. And initially, um, it, I initially wanted to ask him to be on the show because of the article he wrote for Red Bull about St. Anger. So if you're not familiar with his article, just Google St. Anger, Richard S.C., It'll pop up or uh, go back and listen to uh, we've, we did a couple St. Anger episodes. We hmm. did um, a lengthy conversation about uh, based around the article that you wrote. And then you came back on a few episodes later and we did an actual track by trial track by track breakdown of the album. Um, so if you want to know what that is all about, go back, check it out. Uh, but that it, long story short or semi short, that is how Richard ended up on my radar um, and I mention that because that is a big reason why we are doing this episode today. Um, so you somehow, Richard, I'm not sure if you even know you some, I'm not sure if it's a St. Anger article or what, but somehow, uh, you sort of got on Metallica's radar. I think, yeah, I'm not entirely sure, but. I think it has something to do with this, right? Because Metallica were supposed to be playing an Australian tour, what, last, like, September, I think, with Slipknot supporting. And so, yeah. um, obviously, that tour got cancelled because James had to go into rehab, sadly. Mm -hmm. um, but I got put on, like, several media lists um, for, like, tickets and stuff, right? Right. So, like, Live Nation, all that. They, you know, I do review concerts from time to time and had some perks but um yeah so that must have put me on metallica's or someone's radar i don't yeah. know like somebody who works for the band on. yeah 
No, but um, rumor has it that that they were feeling bad about like the tour cancellations and stuff. And um, I feel like I think a few of us might have gotten like a little bit of a a make good, like a bit of a a present in our inboxes. <laughs> yeah, to to say the least. Lightly, yeah. Um, so obviously, like you were the first person I had to call. Yeah, and I mean, I gotta be honest with you. You you messaged me and. I thought you were full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this was... You, so, uh, Metallica apparently um, has recorded... I mean, I guess we'll just say it. They've recorded a new song. Mm. Um, I have no clue. I'm not sure if you know. I'm not sure if it's like a one-off or if it's a... Uh, you know, a part of a bigger project, like a full album. I have no clue. Do you? No, neither. They didn't tell us anything about it. Yeah, so you you just... I mean, it, it sounds crazy. It sounds, it sounds insane. It sounds like something I'm making up, but I swear, like, they they reach out to you with the information, um, and one way or another, you got the song. All I can say is, I don't know, I think they must be, like, trying to run a grassroots campaign or something for this, you know? Going yeah. back to the ground level of the, well, the Metallica militia, yeah, really, and seeing how the word spreads through that. Which is, I, it seems like it, it's going that way uh, from, you know, what you've told me and from this experience uh. that we're now sharing. Um, and it's really quite awesome because it, it's like, it, I love how this band just always wants to kind of strip things down and bring things back to their roots, you know, like it, it's, it's funny that it ended up on your, uh, in your hands because some people might say, you know, saying anger was kind of them stripping things away and trying something new and going back to the roots. And a lot of people would probably say that failed, but now that from a PR standpoint, uh, they're going to Mr. St. Anger himself. <laughs> I'll call you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Oh boy. But so, um, should should we talk about the track a little bit before we play it? So, uh, so yeah, so that I mean, the reason you're on here is not to just brag. Um, ah. we have, and, and this is what brings me into the picture, and I'm still in complete disbelief. But, uh, Richard has been given permission, um, from Metallica's people, uh, to world premiere. This new Metallica song, right here on Metallicast. That is a fact. I will read you the email from their management later. Um, now, this is why when Richard reached out to me, I was like, "Why? Why is he sending me this bullshit?" I mean, <laughs> like it's. <laughs> I, there's no way in hell that they could release a new song and have it be this top secret, right? But, and then, yeah, why, but, hmm. and then why, how, I, why my podcast, my little dinky podcast, you know? Like, like you said, I'm in my freaking basement. <laughs> I guess it's, it, maybe like you said, you know, goes back to like the tape trading days. The roots of it all, yeah. And plus it's like, not like anyone has anything better to do right now. <laughs> well, that's true. Them. So, you know, why not 
do some guerrilla marketing. <laughs> we have uh, a yeah, following. I guess so. I mean, it's no, I do have a following. You know, it, yeah. it's, it's just surprising to me that um, it, it's just I'm just in disbelief that you know we're in this position, and I feel so honored and privileged. And I, you know, likewise. I I just feel like you know I always talk about how. Oh, these are my, uh, you know, Metal Massacre days, my Kill 'Em All days, my Ride the Lightning days. I think I just jumped straight ahead to the fucking Black Album days, bitches. What? No. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like this is unbelievable. And Richard, I really, you know, want to thank you for, um, you know, doing this for the podcast. You're truly a friend of the show. Because um, I mean, I- I'll be honest with all of you, this is probably going to change things for the podcast forever for the better. Mm. Cause people are going to well, come thank here. You for the opportunity. No, thank yeah. you. Thank you. <laughs> so, I mean, that's sort of the backstory. There's, did you have anything else uh, to add about how we got here? I mean, I don't know. I guess let's just like give a brief, preamble a little bit about the song before we yeah drop in and blow your minds so, so i feel like it sounds like classic metallica don't you yeah 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 so yeah. you you i it, it was really funny how like we were able to stream the song we're not able to um really download it because they don't want it spreading mm. um but i uh we were able to stream the song and we had to go through all the like the, the super secure website like i think uh, if 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 this song goes anywhere other than my podcast they are going to hunt me down and have me murdered like they have all my information now <laughs> well, we'll see how far your reach really goes <laughs> i guess so that maybe this yeah. will be the metallica song that only five people know about <laughs> yeah well it's not it's not 2000 and it's not the napster years so that's we'll true see. Um, 20 years ago. But yeah, to go back to the song itself. So we, you know, I go through this process and I'm still like a little bit in disbelief that this is actually a new Metallica song until I hear it. And yeah, I, I'm right with you. It's, it sounds like a fucking old school Metallica track. For sure. It's got that punk rock energy. It's got this cool intro, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, kind yeah. of rollicking, you know? It's got yeah. that like almost kill them all feel to it i want to say yeah it reminded me kind of uh of like a slow down seek and destroy in a bit like the bad dan dan bad dan dan you know like that yeah. part right there yeah. it, yeah. it it, it was like seek and destroy just with like more of a groove and just yeah. really crunchy like the, the the classic metallica crunch totally and like rob's bass is all up front which is oh, good to hear. It, it, I really love how the bass follows the guitar in that part, and the bass is just beautifully, uh, it, like it. You can feel it in your balls. It's just like beautifully yep. well-rounded bass tone, right in your face. Yep. Lot of punch, lot of character, lot of. Uh, it's just really it. The production on this is flawless. I, it's I'm, fantastic. I'm not sure if you know who. Had their hands up, but I'm guessing it's the it's the same team from Hard Rock Self Destruct. It has that same yeah. uh, production level. 
I can hear that. It's got that crunch. You're right. Yeah. And like, there's that ripping Kirk guitar solo at the end. Yeah. And, it's like bluesy, but hooky and like kind of instantly memorable. And really dynamic yeah. sounding throughout. Um, I think the part that, you know, one of the parts that stood out to me and I think really separates this track from, um, you know, like a, besides the modern production, what really separates this track from feeling like it can really appear on uh, one of their classic albums is the lyrics. Um, I, I listened to the song a few times and kind of jotted down um, as many of the lyrics as I could make out. Um, yeah, and, it, it, and it seems like it's really from like the perspective of James Hatfield coming out of rehab and coming to terms. And it, it's funny because he kind of went through that on St. Anger, but this is, feels a lot more fleshed out. I mean, you could, it, yeah. it, and a lot more personal, like you can tell like the other band members didn't really have their, it feels like the other band members did not have their hands at all in these lyrics. Like we, this is still, That's true. James Hatfield's like yeah. looking inward and really um, working on himself. Um, I, I, is it safe to share out some of the lyrics before we play the song, you think? I think so. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of, I tried to get the, like the first verse and chorus as much as I could. Um, An old man cuts his face, but not because the razor's dull. It's from his hand shaking from the lack of what he's taking. Not like an old man's memories, his wrongs are still and forever. That's the first verse. I feel like that's just, you know, it's from his hand shaking from the lack of what he's taking. Like, that seems mm. to be some tie into uh, alcohol or some kind of dependency, you know, on... Uh, yeah, and he's, he's talking about the idea of memories and, like, his fear of growing old. And plus his voice just sounds like so rich, you know? Yeah. He, he kind of goes like, his wrongs are still and forever. And, yeah. You know, I'm, really I'm not doing it justice. He really, no pun intended. <laughs> mm, yes. He really, uh, his vocals on this track really, he tapped into like a, uh, like a vocal tone at times I've never heard from him before. Like it's amazing That's how right. his voice is still growing and progressing all these yeah. years later. Um, Another part that really stood out to me was, um, you know, the refrain in the song, uh, which I think really shows how, like, spiritual he's gone in recent years. Um, Lord, please spread my wings. I want to fly away. I don't want to die in the vine. Lord, please smile on me. I don't want to live forever, but I don't want to die on the vine. Mm. I mean, what else can you say? I mean, I, I, I want to keep talking about this, but I also feel like, uh, we're tempting the audience too much. You know, we're already, people are tuning in to hear the world's premiere and we're already almost 20 minutes in. And I think we just got to play it for them, have them experience it. And, uh, you know, we can talk a little bit more about it after we play the song. And, um, I, I'm really looking forward to everybody hearing it being on social and hearing what you all have to say, because you guys are going to freak the fuck out when you hear this song. Yeah. Please enjoy this slab of classic new Metallica. And, oh, we well, we almost forgot the song title. Oh, yeah. So the song title, I got to be honest with you, 
when I first saw the title, I was like, oh, that's kind of like a weird, silly name. I don't know if it's a working title, but it, it does come up in the lyrics. Um, but then I was thinking of songs like Prince Charming, and I was like, that's sort of like a silly song title too, but they make it work. And do let me tell you, they if 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 you think this song title silly, trust me, they make it work. It's um, so the song's called Hell's Motel. So I, yeah, I mean, let's hand it over to. I cannot believe I'm saying this, but this is the world's premiere of a brand new Metallica track. Check it out.
<laughs> yeah, we did it. We did it. Louder. <laughs> yeah, we did it. Ooh, April Fools. Ah! <laughs> that was um, that was Hell's Motel by the the band MD.45. <laughs> Which, if you're thinking, oh wow, the singer sounds exactly like Dave Mustaine. Spoiler alert, it is Dave Mustaine. It was a side project that he did back in the day. Um, maybe a few of you sick fucks knew <laughs> that before <laughs> I started the song. but <laughs> I think Ralph might have. <laughs> I, the whole time I'm... I'm we're talking through things. At the moment I said Hell's Motel, I'm like, Ralph <laughs> Savetto is going to say, hey, isn't that an MD-45 song? <laughs> <laughs> He's ahead of all of us, I think. He's He really should be hosting his own podcast. He should be hosting this podcast. Um, hmm. So one day when I retire, Ralph, I'm going to hand the keys of the kingdom over to you. And yes, you're going to say... <laughs> and you're going to say... No, thanks. <laughs> he will not be doing any pranks like this. Um, so, yeah, I'm sorry if you uh, got your hopes up and believed us, but um, not that sorry, because if you actually think Metallica was going to debut a new song on this podcast, <laughs> um, then, well, I guess thank you, because you hold this podcast in much higher regard than even I do. So... <laughs> Would have been very cool. I mean, if if it had happened to me, I would have done it. Yeah, I appreciate that, and I and I the the you know what's gonna suck is when it mm -hmm. actually does happen and we do this for uh, real. It's gonna be like the boy who yeah. cried wolf, and yeah, nobody's totally. gonna believe us. Nobody's gonna listen. The episode's gonna tank, and uh, it's gonna be the end of my podcasting career as we know it. Oh lord. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, so that was MD45, MD.45. Um, so interesting, uh, this, uh, this uh, I actually think uh, that song, I it grew on me the more times I listened to it in preparation for this episode. Um, yeah, I like The first time I heard it, I was like, this is stupid. But then the repeated listens, I was like, I actually kind of dig this song. I would say it's definitely the best song on the album. So this if you, uh, so we at least played you the best song on the album. We spared you the worst. All right. <laughs> but now. Um, they only released one album. Um, the but name they released of the album, it twice. They did. Uh, yeah. The, the name of the album is The Craving, and it was released in 1996. Um, now, here's the interesting thing in my eyes, is that it was uh, originally recorded with a different vocalist. Um, a man by the name of Lee Ving, who, uh, if you recognize that name, you probably know him as the guitarist and vocalist of the band Fear. Um, and he played... Uh, harmonica and sang on the album um now here's where things get suspicious 
Um, do you know this story? Yeah, yeah, I kind of do. So I guess the story is uh, Dave in 1996 was not feeling great about his lineup of Megadeth at the time. So he went off and formed this side project. Yeah, they made one album. They never toured, um, never played any shows or anything. Not a lot of promo. And I think in 2004... The album pretty much tanked. It tanked. Yeah. 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 And um, in 2004, when he was remastering all the Megadeth albums, he came back across this album. And the story goes that um, they... I think they lost, like, the original vocal tracks or something. And so he wanted to put... Yeah. That's the story. Yeah. That's the story. It, which is the suspicious part to me. Like, I want to believe Dave Mustaine, but I, <laughs> you know, like, so it, he had all the tracks. The only yeah. ones that were missing were the <laughs> bigs. All the harmonica tracks and all the vocal tracks were missing. So this is. This is probably the most Dave Mustaine story of all time, right? Yeah. The fact that he took an album with someone else's vocals and re-recorded his own vocals, not yeah. on top of them, but to replace them eight years later. <laughs> that just, like, blows my mind. And all this it for makes... an album that nobody bought. Oh. Um, Which well, I think was yeah, also makes... part of his thinking, like, if I'm right. the vocalist then it'll attract more Megadeth fans and it'll sell better. Which, I, I have no clue what this album sold. I, mm. I'll i be I'll be honest with you, I owned this CD back in the day. Because I was oh, like... Oh, no way. I was like, oh. I Like, at the peak of my Megadeth fandom, I was like, oh, Dave Mustaine has a side project. This was before, like, you could hear, hear things, like, ahead of time online and stuff. So I went out. It, the album was cheap. I bought it. I brought it home. I listened to it from start to finish. And I'm pretty sure I never listened to it again. <laughs> was this 1996 or 2004? I got the remaster in 2004. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's so weird because I feel like at the time in 96, if you were paying attention, like, it's kind of an interesting release because, you know, Dave's not singing kind of for the first time. Leaving's got like this real distinctive voice, right? Yeah. He's kind of a, a baritone, but he's got that kind of Danzig swagger. Yeah, it, very punk rock. Like, it's not yeah. pitch perfect. There's a lot of rawness to it. There's yeah. parts where you're kind of like, he's off key, you know? Yeah, but then you get the no, Dave version. No, the Mustaine's always in key, but... <laughs> uh, yeah, you get the Dave version, which kind of makes it seem like this weird vanity project, if anything. Yeah. Like, it's less of a its own thing and more like Megadeth, but not. Yeah, well, I, I feel like yeah. it was sort of, you know, with Lee Ving on vocals and you had the you had harmonica, um, mm-hmm. you know, popping up bet- like here or there. And I feel like... You know, it, it was supposed to be more of a punk rock slash classic hard rock album and yeah. feel. And the moment Mustaine recorded his vocals and recorded all the harmonica parts with guitar, um, mm. it sort of became, it, it sounded more like a Megadeth record. But it actually, I think, kind of made the album worse in a lot of ways because it just sounds like a bad generic Megadeth record now. Yeah, completely. 
Yeah, because like, I want to go back and listen. Nothing unique about it anymore. Yeah, I want to go back and listen to the original. The um, remastered one is on Spotify. So if you are curious, go and give it a listen and close your eyes and pinch your ears a little bit <laughs> and be like, mm, I, I, I'm enjoying this new Metallica album as recommended. <laughs> and I'm not sure if you can find... Um, the original anywhere other than you know probably used somewhere but they, they definitely have the tracks up on youtube if you go if you google like nd45 lee vig i'm sure uh youtube uh versions of the originals will pop up if, mm. you, if you're just interested to hear the difference because there is a difference totally um, um interesting, there's some interesting other tracks yeah well yeah let's all right so let's Let's get into a couple of the other of our favorite tracks. I'm gonna I'm gonna save the best for last, I think. But um, yeah, two of the tracks that stood out to me. One of them was called "Designer Behavior." What was your opinion yeah. of this song, "Designer Behavior"? Um, well, so you know, I was just having a casual listen, and Same. then yeah, and then midway through it, Dave bursts into a um a very interesting <laughs> bridge, which. Uh, how about I take the first two lines and you take the second two? So Sounds good. He goes, remember Ozzy and Harriet? Remember the Stepford Wives? Remember Father Knows Best? Remember, I love Lucy! <laughs> and that is, um, that's not an exaggeration. No, it those... kind of comes out of nowhere. Um... It, I mean, so we have Ozzy and Harriet, the Stafford Wise, Father Knows Best, and an I Love Lucy reference all back to back to back to back, sung by Dave wow. Mustaine. Now, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure anybody listening to the sound for the first time would not have predicted that. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I, that, you know, definitely stood out to me for the I Love Lucy reference. Remember, I love Lucy. Well, you know, it is two of America's favorite redheads, so. <laughs> and who knows America better than David Mustaine, as he mm. demonstrates so well in the song, My Town. <laughs> oh, this, this is a classic. This one needs to become a meme. <laughs> so, like, if we played you this song, you probably would have just turned the, the podcast off and, like, threw your phone out. <laughs> <laughs> and what I'm thinking I will do for the morbidly curious is I think I'll at least tag on a sample of this song after the fans on experts robot. So if you want to shut it off after the robot, you can declare the episode ended. But if, you, if you're one of those people like me that has a morbid curiosity, um, I'll play a little sample after the fact so you can hear what we're talking about. But um, should I do a little... Uh, should I, should I recite some of the lyrics? Please do the honors. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm just clearing my throat here. Let me get a drink of water. I'm going to do it as if I'm Dave Mustaine. Yep. On the last episode, I was able to recite um, the lyrics of Set the World to Fire as if it was Dave Mustaine at a poetry reading. So I feel honored. I couldn't that tell I get the to... difference. <laughs> Thank you. So I feel honored that I get to do it two episodes in a row. This time with. Um, arguably the greatest lyrics Dave Mustaine's ever written. Um, yeah, really profound. Here we go. My town. Ooh, New York City. Hollywood. Philadelphia. New Orleans. Cincinnati. 
San Francisco, Detroit City, Albuquerque, Reno, oh, Tucson, oh, Dallas, oh, El Paso, oh, Tulsa, oh, Vegas, Denver, Seattle, wow. It's just a list of everywhere that's infected at the moment, man. <laughs> it was predicting the future. <laughs> Seriously. That's literally the whole first verse. And then it goes... I'll, I'll save I'll save my Mustang voice for a moment. Then it goes, Tonight we stole the keys to the city. Your town is mine. I'm coming through. We'll light a fire underneath your sky. Tomorrow takes us someplace new. And then it goes back to... Cleveland, <laughs> Charlotte, ow, Columbus, Salt Lake City, San Diego, Santa Claus, San Jose. <laughs> my favorite is when he says this city. I'm not sure if you uh, notice it goes, Tallahassee. <laughs> he does like a stutter. This song stopped me in my tracks. I just want to say I was speechless. I, I like ran to Twitter and messaged you about it. And not only that, so that's the end of the second verse, right? This song pauses for like like a good five seconds of silence. And, you and then it picks up fun. back again. <laughs> yeah. And then Dave it does a fake back. ending. It does a fake ending. He, come, he comes back because he has to name another 16 cities. <laughs> you know what? I got to play this full song. I, I, I will yeah. play it after the Fans on Experts Robot has a tag on. But it, yeah. it, it does a fake ending. The song, you think it's over. Then it picks back up and he goes, Oh, Nashville, Houston, Portland, Knoxville, Phoenix, Raleigh, Oakland, Mobile, Providence, Washington, Baltimore, Austin, Lafayette. Atlanta, <laughs> Los Angeles, Ooh, in Boston. <laughs> I, think, I think part of Brandon must have traveled back in time, like <laughs> gone into Dave Mustaine's brain in 1996. Just like taken over. You're like his shadow, the shadow aspects of his psyche. <laughs> we can't make this shit up. No, this is a very real song, as you'll hear if you listen at the uh, to the end. Um, <laughs> I uh, <clears throat> interesting side note: um, the drummer on this album uh, was Jimmy DeGrasso, who played drums for Megadeth after this album. He played on uh, "Risk" and "The World Needs a Hero." Not the two most uh, auspicious Megadeth albums. I'll just <laughs> no. say that. Um, and um, I, I read, this is according to Wikipedia, so who knows how true this is, but uh, it sounds true to me. I, I found out what the band name means. Mm, yes. So, tell. <clears throat> according to Wikipedia, well, I supposedly got this from the Megadeth website. So it says, according to an answer given on the Megadeth website, Mustaine and Vig created the band name by reversing their initials. Dave Mustaine's reverser MD and Lee Vig's are VL, which is 45 in Roman numerals, hence the name MD45. Although, 
45 is more properly represented in Roman numerals as XLV, acknowledged in a later answer. Uh. <laughs> so wait. <laughs> the initials also stand for members of the band Mustaine, DeGrasso, Vig, and Lamau, I guess you'd pronounce it as. Kelly Lamau, the bassist. Um, mm. So, yeah, that's well, apparently the story behind the band name for anybody who was uh, remotely curious. Um, yes. Oh, so according to... Oh, I just saw this. So, again, I'm not sure if this is accurate, but this is a... According to Wikipedia, it could be completely false, but I have no reason to think otherwise. I have no clue how much the remastered has sold. But do you want to take any guesses? Uh, the U.S. sales of the original recording released in 1996. Just U.S. I'm going to say 8,000. More. More than that. Really? Yeah. 20,000. 20, More. 30,000. More. 40,000? More. 50,000? 53,000. Wow. Good on you guys. That's pretty good. Yeah. I think that's probably better than Lulu, right? (laughs) I think Lulu did like maybe 300,000 or something. Maybe I'm making up that number. (laughs) I'm not sure. I mean, that was the peak city era, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, people always say like, you shouldn't judge an album just by its sales, but also like how many times it gets returned to like the secondhand store. <laughs> yeah. Bargain bin. I mean, you obviously cannot judge an album by the amount it sells because there's a lot of shitty albums that oh, sell yeah. millions of copies. But still, yes. um, an, an interesting little side note and look into the what I would consider a failed side project of Dave Mustaine. Mm. But an interesting one. In it both is interesting, ways, like especially the original, ro- the original version, because you really have Mustaine truly just being a guitar player. Yeah. Without Diego. Yeah. The remastered it is definitely less interesting to me because it sounds like a watered down Megadeth record. Uh, but yeah. you hear Mustaine, you know, do some different things from a guitar player perspective. Uh, for example, we forgot to mention the the short instrumental. Yeah. Uh, segue. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a bonus track on the remaster, which is literally like ninety seconds of the guys playing jazz. Yeah, it's real weird and like circus music. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I know you think uh, this probably sounds like it. Like if people are listening to this saying, "All right, fool me once with the new Metallica track," <laughs> you're not going to fool me twice with with another april fool's joke i promise you nothing else in this episode has been an april fool's joke my town yes. and Segway are all real things that exist <laughs> they're all too real but yeah so if you want to hear dave mustaine play uh if you want to hear him play jazz and you want to hear him play then check out Segway because that's a very real thing that exists I, I want to go to a Megadeth concert and yell out, Segway! <laughs> if he has any kind I of can. sense of humor, he'll go, yeah. he'll at least play. Be told, he probably will have like no memory of what you're talking about. He'll probably be like, 
That's true. What? 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 <laughs> You're like, who? Who are these guys from? From Megadeth Cast doing their <laughs> MD45 Cast bonus episode on April Fool's Day. You know, who do they think they are? Um. Yeah. If and if any of you are big Megadeth fans and you thought at the beginning of the quote new Metallica track, if you thought, oh. These guitars sound like Dave Mustaine. Well, there is an easy answer to that. Dave Mustaine writes all of their riffs, so. Ooh. Boom. Mic drop. <laughs> Welcome That's to episode fact. one of Megadeth Cast. Ooh, wow. <laughs> the ultimate plot twist. <laughs> I have to say, my uh, my throat's feeling that Dave Mustaine impression. I don't know how he does that <laughs> night in, night out. Respect, Dave. Respect. Mm. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, yes, if you're morbidly curious, stay tuned for the end. Um, I think we did this, though. We did it again. We did it again. Much to uh, the dismay of all of you in the Metallicast Monday Show, April Fools. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I, and I have to give Richard credit for the initial idea. I fleshed out the backstory, um, but Richard came to me a while ago saying like, Hey, (laughs) if you're ever interested in doing an April fool's joke, here's an idea. And I, it has stayed in the back of my head till like last week. And I was like, shit, April fool's is next week. Hey, (laughs) you want to do that MD 45 idea? And then when I was like, I was what? I came right out of the shower the other day, and I was like, I have a whole backstory, and I messaged you. <laughs> Hell yeah. I always want an excuse just to listen to this album, so yeah. it's been done. You can cross that one. off the bucket list now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Follow Metallicast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at MetallicastPod. Richard, where can everybody find you? I am on Twitter at... R-S-H underscore L. That's E-L-L-E. Uh, yeah, I'm everywhere. I don't know. <laughs> I'm on L is your as well. band. Give your band, a, give your group a little plug. L is my pop duo. Um, we released our second single, Summer Baby, in February, and we are working on singles three and four, which are a bit weirder and artier, so should be a good time. Cool. Um, so definitely check out Richard. Uh, if you're looking for tweets about death metal and Taylor Swift, he is the man. <laughs> um, like I said, follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at MetallicaSpod. If you want to uh, donate to the show, there's a link in the episode description. You can do so through Anchor. If you want to be part of the show, reach out to me on social media. Or you can leave a voicemail through Anchor. Again, there's a link in the episode description. Of course, you can email Metallicast at fans.express.com. The biggest thing you can do for the podcast right now, though, is download, subscribe, and leave a five-star review on Apple. And uh, try to leave a better five-star review than my arch nemesis, Tommy Trink, who uh, (laughs) bashes the production values while giving me five stars. Fuck you, Tommy Trink. Speaking of Tommy Trink, my arch nemesis... Like I mentioned at the start, he was on the last episode. It's a good one. These are two episodes back-to-back. So, 
enjoy these and hopefully they'll well i'm not going to give away too much but i'm hoping that there's more metallicast goodness in the very near future as always i end with a metallica cover except this time i'm doing things a little bit differently i'm ending with a cover but i'm ending with an nd45 cover <laughs> i forgot about this are you gonna so, play the whole thing yes <laughs> oh <well. laughs> um so i'm it i had no clue an nd45 cover existed i went on youtube and lo and behold i found one this was posted by i'm guessing it's a, uh, a singular person it's posted by taylor productions 201 they're covering um the MD45 song called The Day the Music Died. And it's um I it, it's it's interesting. <laughs> it, it's a lo-fi uh indie basement recording. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um so you've been uh, warned, but I figured I've might as well continue the torture. And like I said, if you want to hear that My Town's actually a real song, stay tuned for the very end. I will I will be playing it for all of you. Till next time, ladies and gentlemen. Mill up your ass. Yeah.
Fabs not experts.